SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and Hope with Sweet Tea and Sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after, too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and, and Sass. We are going to be talking about our first move. Uh, well, it's our second, really. Well, third, if you count moving out of our parents' home into that tiny little trailer we were in. Well, yeah, I get okay. I guess it would be our third move. Yeah, mm-hmm. our third move. Third of many. Yeah, oh, way many. We got some more to tell you about. Oh, yeah, y'all better hang around because we got we got some moves under our belt. So our third move is titled "Moving to the Boonies." Boonies. We had to pipe in sunshine, y'all. Sunshine. Y- y'all, excuse me. He has got allergies. Today it's is raining, and he's his allergies are acting up. Yeah, it's I don't know what's going on here in. East Texas, but it's crazy. I think it's January and it's spring. I think that's what's going on. Spring? That's too early for spring. I don't think so, because the ants the other day were telling me it was spring. They were busy. That's that's true. There was one ant was carrying a whole tree for an ant. Yeah. So they were working hard. So I think they're, I think it's, I think it's spring in East Texas. It could be. Oh, there's going to be a long spring if it is. (laughs) That just means summer gets here quicker. Yep, and that means we got to get out of here. We got to get some speaking gigs and stuff and get out of this heat. Yes, we do. Uh Anyway. It's hot in Texas in the summer. This week's Bible study, you're going to kind of scratch your head wondering why we use this Bible Bible verse, but... We'll tie it in for you. This week's Bible verse is Luke chapter 16, verse 15. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. But God knows your heart. Key word there. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Mm -hmm. And this particular Bible verse means a lot to us because all of our decisions and all of our choices that we make together as a couple or individually, for that matter, all revolve around what God what God's will is, what God's desire is for us as a person and also as a couple. And as a family. When, yeah. Uh, when, you know, when our kids were home as a, as a family and now even with the kids being grown, we still make decisions based on our family. Yeah. The kids, the grandkids. Yeah. More so the grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, yeah, this this week's and the grandkids. Yep, this week's topic is moving to the boonies. Now, my parents had already moved to East Texas after Dad retired from the Air Force, and they were in the boonies. Well, they were, they were in a subdivision. Out. They were in a subdivision, but they were they were out. They were out. In, they were in rural. They were in a rural area. Yeah, but they were still in a brick home in a subdivision. True. And we're still living in our seventy foot trailer and. And now we're 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 a year and a half into marriage and yeah and we decided we were tired of being in a subdivision and listening to all the neighbors fight through the walls we of the were trailer. in a trailer park we weren't in a well, subdivision we were in a trailer park but the the trailers were just right beside each other you, it was really the kids 
Yeah. The kids on the street would would be riding their bikes and they'd bump in each other and one of them would, you know, I don't know, scratch the other one's bike and then the parents would get involved. Then they'd come over there to us and we were like, we don't even have kids. Leave us out of it. We don't yeah. even want to be involved in it. It was just ridiculous. So we started searching and we found we found three acres of land way out in the woods, about, south south of uh, south of Bozier there where right. we were living. About five miles from or about five minutes from where my mom and stepdad had land and where I grew up my teenage years and uh, and a trailer that my stepdad built onto and it was just a mess, y'all. It was a mess. So anyway, we found some property, paid for the property, moved the trailer out there. Well, first we had to clear it. Well, yeah, it that's true. It was all wooded. It was all wooded, so we had to clear it and every weekend and put a put a pad a pad on it for the trailer big enough for the trailer to fit on, and so we spent we spent probably well three months, three months at uh, least on the weekends when we weren't working out there cleaning the property, getting the property set up, ready to move in, had to put in a septic system and and uh, water lines, water lines and, and have power, power and run that. to it and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. So live and learn, live and learn, die and forget it all. That's what my grandma used to say, live yeah. and learn, die and forget it all. I will be glad when I can forget it all. I don't want to die, but I don't want to have Alzheimer's either. But no. but. I don't want to remember all that because it was that was well that that's stuff that makes you stronger. Oh, we grew stronger. Dang and, doubt uh, about that. We um physically and mentally. Yeah. Emotionally. So, so we we finally got the trailer moved out there. And fortunately we didn't have to move anything out of the trailer to get the trailer moved out there. We were able to True. just kind of lay everything down on the floor so it wouldn't fall over and and they moved everything out there, set yeah. the trailer up, and and uh, hooked it all up. Hooked it all up, and we, just we got had to moved, go in and set everything up back. And we we got moved in, and fortunately we had a Sunday school class that come out and helped us get the trailer situated again, so we could move that in. Community, y'all. If you family, don't have a community, church family, a church community. Church family is one of the best you can have. Yep, but your but parents were my not parents happy. were not happy. Mm -hmm. Again, my parent, well, my dad especially, wanted us to be in a in a brick and mortar home in a subdivision and not living somewhere out in the boonies and not well, five miles from my family because they thought that was going to be, you know, we were going to be right up in there and my it, with my family. We hardly ever saw unless my grandmother or my aunts and uncles came to visit from out of town. We never saw them. No, we wouldn't even. I mean, we didn't want to go over there. It was honestly. I mean, we we could drive by their place and not even see it because they were so far into the woods. Yep. They were they were probably two miles off the main highway there, and, and we could fly by going home and not even. Besides the way they treated you and the way they treated us when we anyway. when we were dating and when we got married, why would you want to be there? Yeah. I mean, it's wouldn't, just wouldn't want to be there. No. So we got moved in, and it was uh, it was an interesting time because. I was starting to move up a little bit where I was working at the mechanic shop. And but you weren't happy. I wasn't happy. And, Not what you wanted to do. But I really didn't know what I wanted to do because no. I was still trying. I was still trying to figure it out. Didn't know what you wanted to be when you grew up. No. 
and it uh, I certainly didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up so we're just kind of plugging along and and trying to figure things just out and being married and getting to know each other and still getting to know each other and a and little bit easier on the money front a little bit yeah you know? yeah but you know but still having some struggles and still dealing with life as it comes and yep still not really ready to start a family no that discussion just kind of fell away but after we moved out there um one of your good friends um moved out of her place her mom and dad's place and and she decided to move to Shreveport Bozier actually she did that we were still in the trailer park yeah yeah she, she moved in with us she moved in with us so there were three of us living there and yeah one of my 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 very best friends been best friends with her since I was a year old and only because well. she's a year younger than me I mean essentially we've been best sisters. friends since birth sisters yeah they were they were like sisters so she moved in with us and that helped a little bit as far as uh the finances finances and making you know making making ends meet each month and oh her parents bit. weren't happy either. her parents weren't Ooh, happy either. her parents were not happy that she's moving in with us that she's leaving home actually and that she's moving in with us and well, that was um, all the way across the state of louisiana oh yes she was moved so far away yeah and it was just it was you know but it was it was a good time in our life i think yep we had we had a lot you know, of fun yeah took uh went on our honeymoon after we moved out there yes that was fun did to disney world yeah <laughs> We just wanted to go to Disney World. Took our little, we had bought a truck. Now, that was a learning experience for that you. That was a learning experience. Why don't you tell them about buying a truck with me? We had been trying to buy a Jeep pickup truck from a local Jeep dealer. Brand new. Brand new Brand truck. New. And we had been working with them for probably a week trying to get this deal done. And we uh, moved, we were sitting in the dealership there and and uh, the guy said, well, you guys are, everything is looking good, but you you just don't have enough credit built up to make this kind of purchase. And her her Cajun uh, blew its stack right there on the spot. And she slammed all of the, slammed all of the payment books down on the desk. I had just so happened to pay the bills on my lunch hour at work that day and all of the receipts books were in my purse. And she slammed all this stuff down and said, if I'm not having any credit built up, then why am I paying all of these bills? And I'm tired of screwing with you crazy people. And she stormed out. And I said, I'm out of here. I don't want your truck. And I said, well, we'll talk about it. And I was trying to shake people's hands. I was being nice. Being sweet tea, and I was being so, or maybe so, as sass without the s. So we uh, we drove I, off the dealership. I told you, Cajun temper. We drove off that dealership and drove maybe a quarter of a mile. Pulled in the Toyota dealer, walked in and said, "We want to buy a truck, and we have a car to trade in." And 30 minutes later, we drove off a lot with a brand new Toyota truck and drove back by the Jeep dealer and waved at him. And uh, with the sticker in the window. And uh, there we go. That was our first new car purchase. Mm -hmm. That was our first big purchase. I mean, our first, yeah, new 
really knew anything perfect. Yeah, that was our first but knew anything. Boy, perfect. that Jeep dealer, I stormed out of there. I was screaming and yelling. I was everybody was looking at us. Body. They had all the dealerships were in one part of town. Every dealership knew that there was a lady and she wasn't happy. And and he was still shaking everybody's hand. I said, "Are you coming with me or not?" Here. Just, just no reason for people to treat you that way. No, but you're just so sweet, and it just never know when you got to go back. You don't want to burn bridges. Um, burn that bridge. Get me a stick of dynamite. I'll burn him up. I could go to the next town and get a truck. I don't need to have to deal with him and his mess. So it was. Uh, that was another learning experience. And... Another learning experience about learning about each other too. Yes. How much I'll put up with, and how much he'll put up with. Yep. He'll put up with a whole lot more than I will. Yeah. At this point in time, my fuse was getting a little bit longer. Hers was still fairly short. Yeah, we both, we both. Uh, We've learned to add inches to our fuses now. Yeah, we, we, you know, we can, we get, you know, I just, just, it just depends. It depends on who's striking the match. Yeah. But again, this Bible verse, you know, it, it's saying that, we're always concerned about what other people think of us and how we look to other people and what our... Maybe at that point, I wasn't so concerned about what other people and thought. And our, um, our thought process. And, Maybe you know, I also what, wasn't thinking about what God thought either. Maybe I was just thinking about my temper. Yeah. I was just mad. But it was, you know, it's... That's all part of growing and learning and getting older, you know. Yeah, you got to... You got to focus on what God thinks of you as a person and what God thinks of you as a couple. Right. And to not worry so much about others, but on that's a very fine line because you don't want to seem so arrogant in your in the vibes that you put off yeah. around other people and you want to kind of keep it low keel and 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 you want to keep it uh calm so to speak, but it's you want to have a pleasant word for everybody and you want to you want to like i gave a talk on uh thursday night yeah um for um women's speakers association and it was it was on having faith and one of the points that i made was taking joy with you and that is something i've learned over the years because i spent a great deal of my life being really stressed out and really uptight and really angry and a lot of that was from the traumas and from the issues and because I grew up in that kind of environment where as my counselor put it I spent all of those years walking around on eggshells and not knowing when I was going to shut the door in my sister's face and be oh that's okay it was an accident and then spill a glass of water and have my arm ripped out from the socket and be beat over the head with it you couldn't predict anything. It was constantly, I don't even know how else to put this, but it was a crapshoot. You just never knew when you were going to roll snake eyes and you were going to get just backhanded across yep. the room. And that's that's what, that's the environment I grew up in in my mom and stepdad's house. So I just, that's kind of just where I was coming from. I didn't know how else to be until it all caught up with me and I had to go I went through counseling because I had to because I was losing my mind yeah, literally I, I, I grew up in that same kind of house with my dad never know how he was going to react when he came home from work 
And um, so, but, you know, making decisions for yourself, what you base you feel is the best for your family, as you as a couple, you as, as a family with kids, uh, don't know what, you know, what kind of situation you have, whether you have natural kids of your own or you have stepkids or, or whatever it may be, yeah. you know, and there's all kinds of exterior turmoils that come in and that you have to deal with that are that just you have to figure out how to deal with it and that's a whole nother dynamic see he never dealt with that because he just had his mom and dad and his his three sisters i had my mom and i was hers from a relationship and then um my step my stepdad had kids from his first marriage and then they had kids together so we had halves and steps and all the mixing and blending and they didn't like them and they didn't like them and it, it was like the Hatfields and McCoys it was constantly just it was just really stressful all the time certainly wasn't the Brady Bunch no it was not the Brady Bunch not even close and it was constantly vying for this person vying for attention and this person trying to trying to get one up on that one and they got something and they didn't and it was just it and it was really uh, difficult going into adulthood with all of that stuff and trying to figure out who you are trying to learn to live with another person trying to live with yourself because you've got all that stuff inside of you and you don't know what to do with it you don't know how to sort it out you don't know what to do with it and you now you bring it into a marriage and you're trying to make a marriage work and you're going to church and they tell you you should act this way and you should worry about what god says and you should you know and 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 you know just like the episode in the truck in the jeep dealer that was just a reaction from where i came from and it wasn't planned or thought out or intentioned it just welled up in me and came out without much thought or concern or anything else. It just happened. And I, you know, it's a lot. And when you come from a situation like that and you're coming into a marriage, you definitely want to resolve those issues before you come yep. into a marriage. And you, and you, you probably needed to resolve there were a bunch there were a bunch of issues that i brought into the relationship as well but you know this is all stuff that comes out as you grow together and you you learn to deal with stuff together yeah. and and when you're already in a marriage you're you just you do the best you can and mm -hmm. you you try to work through it together and like for us for me i went and got counseling right because mine got so bad and so toxic inside of me that i had to get outside help because it was, it was just, it was killing me. And, you know, you were able to work through a lot of yours and curb a lot of your, yours really came out in temper. You really yep. had a really bad temper and, but you never unleashed that on me or the kids. No. She, she knew that when I came home from work, if I came in the front door and went out the back door to work on the, work on the property, she knew I had had a bad day at work and was just going to leave me alone long enough to let him be, get, get things sorted out and and figure things out and and uh, work through it myself and right i'd spend i don't know an hour hour and a half whatever it took to get calmed down there before i come in and right. sit down and eat and have a calm
quiet evening. and Especially if you had a bad day at work. Yep. If you had a bad day at work and you were triggered from that, and then you get home, you would just have to have some downtime. I'd have to have a way to vent. And fortunately, I was at least mature enough to know that. Yeah. To know that, okay, let him go rake leaves or, you know, whatever in the yard to work that out. At least I was mature enough and not follow you around and keep, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. And I see a lot of wives do that. And I'm like, just let him be for a little while. He just needs time to sort through whatever's gone on in his day. That goes for you too, guys. If you, if you come home from work and you see that your, uh, your wife is uh, out of sorts for whatever reason, just, just let her know that you're there to listen and and when she's ready she'll come to you but that you know that doesn't mean to start harping on her and you know demanding stuff you know and like we said in an earlier episode 95% of communication is nonverbal mm -hmm. so they're not he's not going to walk in the door and tell me this 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 and this happened and I feel this way and so I'm going to go outside he's going to walk in the door I'm going to tell by the way he opened the door, by the way, he closed the door, by the way, he sat his lunchbox down and marched down the hall and went out the back door that, okay, it was a bad day and he needs some time. Now, those are some of his tales. What is my tale? What tells she's, you? Oh, she's quiet. I'm quiet or I'm crying. Yeah, crying. I get mad. And if I get really mad, I cry. And it makes me so angry. It makes me more angry. Because I don't want to cry. I want to be mad. But my my emotions release through crying. And so, like we told you, we have five cats. So that was one just trying to knock our screen down so you're not no, she's just playing. in our kitchen. <laughs> so, so. so that's one of my tales. And he knows if I'm crying and, you know, and I've been crying for a while because my face is all red and streaked, then you probably just need to leave her alone. And a lot of men come in and they see their wives crying and they want to comfort them. And sometimes she doesn't want to be comforted. Sometimes yep. she does, but sometimes she doesn't. And that's when you need to ask some, some, you know, just gentle questions. Are you okay? Is there do anything? You talk? Do you want to talk? Is there anything I can do for you? Anything I can get for you? And if she's, you, she needs to learn to also to tell you, mm -hmm. you know, no, I just need to cry. Just give me time. I just need some time. And she needs to mean what she says. Right. So we need to learn to read each other, but we also need to learn to at least communicate enough so that our spouse knows what to do and not get mad at them because they did the wrong thing. And tone. Tone. How you ask your questions and... How they answer the questions. How they answer the questions. By the tone going back and forth, you can tell whether or not it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, and whether or not they want to talk. Yep. Whether it's time to talk or it's just time to be quiet and let me just be. Yep. So this is another episode of Sweet Tea. And Sass. And our next episode, if you want, desire to come back, and we hope you do. Yes, and leave us comments. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Let us know because right now we're just going through our history and trying to teach you from some of the lessons that we've learned. But tell us what what do you need us to talk about? What do you want us? What do you want to know? What can we tell you? Because we we're open books, obviously. Yep. 
And we'll also be having interviews in the future with yes. uh, other marriage coaches and just people we know in general that uh, feel would could contribute to this this podcast. And it can and enrich teach. your life. Yep. Yes. So uh, the next episode, believe it or not, is a brown-eyed girl. A brown-eyed girl. Tune in to find out what we're talking about. Love y'all. Bye. Bye, everybody. See you later. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.